welcome back to another episode of Chipping In, a golf podcast that chips into the conversation every week. I know it's been a few weeks since the last episode. A lot of things have been busy with the internship I'm doing, a whole bunch of other stuff, but I'm back this week two times, depending on when I finish up my LPGA wrap-up episode where we saw LPGA history at the Mizuho Americas Open, but apparently we're getting the band back together. June 6th was not a normal Tuesday when at 10, roughly 10.30, 10 o'clock, I start going on Twitter and I'm seeing that there is a merger in the golf world. And just like that, the world of golf drastically changes yet again. I talked about it when we were discussing the Masters episodes, how the 2022 Masters was so different compared to the 2023 Masters and just the scope of the golf world. And we have another change coming. It's a merger between the PGA Tour and um, the DP World Tour and Live Golf through an investment, through the public investment fund, the PIF, that is Saudi-backed. And Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, um, and... Yasser Al-Ramayan, who's the governor of the PIF, spoke on air with CNBC's David Faber to break down this news. I don't know how to feel. The band is getting back together and I don't know how to feel. My immediate reaction was there's no way, not after all the drama, not after all the lawsuits, not after all the conversations at the major tournaments, not after Jay Monahan said they would never do this. And there's little explanation as to how this will pan out. We only know pretty much that the goal is to unify men's professional golf. And some people think that this is the way to do it. That's why this is happening. This was done behind closed doors in a room of Jay Monahan and one or two others. This only really took seven weeks to do, which is unreal how fast it got done and how tight-knit they kept it that this didn't get leaked to anyone. And here's what I gather. So under this investment from the PIF, the PGA Tour, the Live Live Golf, and the DP World Tour are all merging in some capacity. If you're the DP World Tour, you have to be happy about this considering it's bound to increase your brand um, because they've struggled in the past being kind of like an extra limb to the PGA Tour. But what this will look like, we have no idea. It's all going to be under one for-profit company that is yet to be named, but like I mentioned, the, the PIF is directly investing in it. And according to Jay Monahan's letter to players, all litigation between tours has ended. So there's going to be no more legal battles, um, but there's a lot that I don't understand. Considering the PGA Tour has marketed itself as a player's organization, I just really want to know how the players did not know. How did they make this decision without keeping the interest of the players in mind. They say they have, but this guy, a lot of the guys said yesterday that they felt blindsided, backstabbed. They felt Jay Monahan was being a hypocrite because of all of his previous comments. Twitter was the way that nearly all the players found out about this. Colin Morikawa tweeted, um, love finding my morning news on Twitter. That's how he found the news. Um... Many voiced their disapproval and not did not react well to being to not being briefed prior to the announcement. 
I in the time in the moment I couldn't imagine what Rory was thinking. He just had his press conference today at the RBC Heritage, so I'll go over some of his notes that he said. I want to know if Phil knew because a couple weeks back, probably at the PGA, he said that there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that was going to be big or whatever that a lot of people didn't know, but he did. I just want to know how much he knew or what kind of an inkling he did have, but all of this for what? That's just another thing I don't get. Why do it now? The PGA banned live players for a reason. They were banned. There was talks about them not going to be able to play in the majors anymore. I mean, Brooks Kepka did win the PGA championship, um, so that probably would have changed some things around based on that alone, but now everything is changing. Everything has changed, and there's very little details to how it will change, which is mildly concerning, but um, there is some speculation about the PGA Tour getting into legal trouble as well, and the Department of Justice was investigating them, kind of checking all the numbers. I don't know the ins and outs of the situation when it comes to legal stuff like that, but a lot of people were speculating that maybe something was found but I can't prove that it's true. I don't think anyone can prove that was true. But the PIF is putting in so much money into this that maybe that was a cover-up. I don't know. Probably not, but it's interesting to think about. But also, why now? Why would you announce this in the middle of the season? Because it's disrupted everything, the RBC heritage. It's kind of not the story. It's everything is talking about the merger. And just why wouldn't you wait until the off-season? That's what I don't get. Uh, you just blindside your players. They feel betrayed. Most of them, some people were calling for Monaghan's resignation. I forget who it was. Someone said, who made Jay Monaghan the CEO of golf? Because he pretty much has all the power. Because the PGA Tour board is going to have majority control over, I guess, how the for the new named, not named yet, for-profit is going to run. Because Live will be incorporated, DP World Tour will be incorporated, but it seems like the PGA will have a majority in that stake. And talking about just Live leadership, Greg Norman didn't even know about it. He's been kind of a figurehead just this season, and it's been reported that he's been kind of uh, weeded out of the situation and not really used as much. And Greg Norman might go away, but Greg Norman had no idea about this. Um... Jay Monahan sent the players the letter, which I referenced earlier, um, sent the letter to the players around the time the news broke. So some people already found it on Twitter before they even read the letter from Monahan, And he hosted a player meeting at four o'clock yesterday to discuss with the players and get their thoughts and feelings. And from what I read, the meeting was heated. People were calling out for his resignation, feeling that they've been so loyal to him, um, been so loyal to the PGA Tour that they didn't take the money. And just think about that now, because all of the guys who took the money happily just got millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars for jumping ship. And now pretty much whenever this gets sorted out and It gets integrated, whether that's next year. If it takes long, it's probably going to happen next year. They're going to be allowed back. Well, it's reconfirmed that money rules the world and morals die trying because the entire argument against Lyft was how 
the money that was being put into live was bad money. It was coming from the Saudis, and the Saudis haven't been involved with the greatest of things, if you know what I mean. And players who took the money might have to pay a fine. Where that would go, I don't know. But that hasn't been fully outlined. Nothing's really been fully outlined. It's kind of just a wait and see at this point. But the ones who didn't take the money and who remained loyal, there is reason to understand why they would be upset that they were not filled in on the discussions. Yes, you want to keep it in-house. You don't want to have it leaked, especially to the press when you're trying to make a deal. But when you're switching up the entire scope of how the men's professional golf is going to function, you'd think there'd be some outline as to what they were doing. With all the designated events, yes, the 20 million purses from week to week at those elevated events, they are making more money if they play well, but they didn't receive $300 million for staying with the PGA Tour like people like Hideki Matsuyama were offered, but he did not go to live golf. He did not jump ship. And even the format of how golf is going to look now, what is that going to look like? I've heard that it's still going to be the three little branches, PGA Tour, Live Golf, and DP World Tour, but Live Golf might dissolve because how are you going to fit that into the schedule? Keeping a team format might be something that could be cool to do. We see the match play events or um, the duo team events like once or twice in a season on the PGA Tour, but how that's going to be incorporated, Rory McIlroy came out today and said he still hates live, still wants it to go away, whether if it's still a separate entity or not, how they're going to incorporate team golf is something that has not been laid out, what the schedule would look like. I've heard something that you make the team aspect the part of the fall season because that normally does not do as well as the spring throughout the majors and the completion of the FedEx Cup race, um, the FedEx Cup championship, and that could be interesting to see, but just having all the guys back who jumped, they are just in a better financial situation because they did it, whether it's right that they took the money, knowing where it's coming from or wrong, that no longer matters, but nonetheless, Roy McIlroy stayed loyal to Jay, which he really is just so loyal, and I can tell that he maybe slightly resents knowing that he was not involved considering how vocal he's been about protecting the legacy and tradition that the PGA Tour claimed it would uphold no matter the circumstance. And Rory was that figurehead a couple weeks back. He did say that he will refrain from speaking on it because of how draining it's been for him outside. He spoke, I forget at what event, but he said the golf's the easy part. The outside stuff has been what's been draining him and is allowing it to add so much stress and pressure. But speaking on it at his press conference today, you can kind of just see how tired he was, but knowing that there's going to no longer be any litigation and that unification of golf is on the horizon, I think that's only what Rory is looking for. That's what the players are going to have to shift their mindsets for. Obviously, once the anger and resentment subsides, it probably will be very good for golf down the line. But right now, I'm still not a fan because I still need more information to see what the season looks like, how financially it will pan out because the amount of money that the Saudi Public Investment Fund 
is putting into this is probably unreal and the amount is going to be jarring to a lot of people. But apparently the band's getting back together. Apparently Jay can speak on TV right next to Yasir al uh, Ramion and David Faber said it the best that this will shock a lot of people that you two are sitting next together next to each other with smiles on your faces and that has been the shocking moment that v- will make headlines probably for the rest of time in golf because this is such a historic moment that a lot of people probably didn't see coming there's probably going to be an agreement down the line of some sort just because of how brutal the legal battles were getting, but nobody saw this coming. Golf Channel went, I think, eight hours commercial free, which is more they'll do when the tournament is airing, to break everything down because there's a lot to unpack here. And as the week continues, there's probably more information that's going to come. But I remember saying when I left Penn State for the summer that by the time I got back in the fall, who knows? The entire scope of golf could change, and that change came on June 6, 2023. And that's all we have for today's episode of Chipping In. The next episode will be another special LPGA insight, as I spent the week at the inaugural Mizuho Americas Open, where we had some LPGA history that should still be talked about, but money takes the case when it comes to the PGA Tour, and that kind of took over all new sites from now probably until the end of time when this is figured out. Until next time.